News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, the National Women's Council have renewed its call for the removal of a reference to a woman's place in the home from the Constitution, describing the term as outdated and sexist. Uh, the government has committed to having a referendum on the issue, but as yet no date has been set for the vote. Uh, Oral O'Connor, uh, Director of the National Women's Council, uh, what do you want to see happen? Well, I think this referendum is going to be a really important one because, yes, it will remove that language. But more importantly, the recommendations from both the Citizens' Assembly and also now from the cross-party Joint Oireachtas Committee are saying to replace it with a recognition and a valuing of care. And I think that that's really, you know, the critical part about this referendum. I mean, we know that, you know, at some time in our lives, we're all going to give and receive care. And to value care will have an important implication for so many of us. And I mean, for, for us in the Women's Council, we're actually, we're 50 years this year. And back in 1973, when the marriage bar was removed, you know, that is quite closely connected with that part of our constitution, which very much said that a woman's place was in the home. But for those women, there's still a huge legacy. And it very much relates to care, where they feel, and rightly so, that the, the care that they gave for so many years is still not recognised. And we can see that when it comes to their pension rights. So this, this issue, and what we're hoping, obviously, is that there's a whole public conversation on care yeah. will relate to two things like like that situation of older women and feeling that all those years were not recognised. But it's also about things like childcare workers and and also families trying to struggle and navigate care options for older family okay, members. Okay, all right. Uh, d- did we not learn a lesson from the, the Eighth Amendment, the 1982 Eighth Amendment, which you were central in campaigning to repeal, that that the Constitution is not the place for ambiguous amendments. And I don't think what's being recommended is an ambiguous recommendment. With, with respect, or, 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 like, it, sounds, it sounds pretty ambiguous to me. I mean, you, 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 like you could throw well, actually, the kitchen I sink mean, in there in terms of people no, who I care. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so at all. I mean, the recommendation is, is actually, it, it's changing slightly the wording in terms of taking out by her life within the home and the neglect of duties within the home. So what it's saying is to recognise care within and outside the home and family, which gives to the state a support without which the common good cannot be achieved. So actually, a lot of the original wording is there. But, but you know, I think it's interesting when you say, what's the learning from the previous referendums? And it is the importance of that public conversation and what that then means in terms of policies and legislation that comes after. And, and I think particularly coming out of COVID because we certainly see it in the Women's Council no, no, I from our members. Agree. Or, I absolutely agree. Care is yeah, and, and care is doing an amazing job and this is not, this, I, I don't mean any of my questions as an implied criticism of care obviously they do an incredible job. I suppose the question is though I mean are there implications that we haven't thought of? I mean could you have someone who says well I walk my little brother to school every day I'm entitled to financial compensation could you have grandparents saying I'm entitled to compensation because I play the role of of carer uh, during the day. Are you exposing the state uh, to compensation claims, for example, by having this in there? No, because the recommendation, again, is saying that the state shall therefore take reasonable measures to support care within and outside the home and the family. So it's not saying that. And also, I think it's important. This isn't this isn't about carers. This is about a value of care. And, and that's what the Constitution is about. It's about putting out what are the values and the, the sort of core principles in our society that we feel are really important. And, and I, I think we are at a time where care needs to be seen 
seen within that way. And I certainly know how okay. exercised people are about that. And, and, and it, I think this would be it, a really positive conversation. Is there an issue about elevating one group of people, however wordy, above another group of people? I passed by uh, a, a group of uh, special needs uh, children the other day being cared mm. by somebody. And I felt humbled by the job that person was doing. I just thought it was extraordinary what they're doing for, for kids that, you know, weren't related to them, where they, they didn't even know. I mean, should they not be recognised in the Constitution? Yeah, and I would go back to say this, what it is, is a recognition of care, the value of care. It's not carers, so it's not a particular group. And 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 I think that, that piece of the fact that we will all give and receive care. So it's not it's not taking is a particular group. Is that not very group. broad, though? Is that not exactly come back well, to is. the very first point I made, that it's incredibly broad, it's incredibly woolly, however well-meaning it is. It's not the place for the, con- in, it doesn't have a place in the Constitution. I think the Constitution is exactly the place to recognise that that high value of of this thing that we all that we will all experience that we all need and and it's about it suppose it's you know it's about saying what's important in our society and that's exactly what the constitution is for and i mean you're right to raise i think you know, because i think um disabled people are going to be a key part of this uh referendum because you know because part of this discussion is also about how how disabled people can live independently and how they can make their own independent choices with regard to care that they that that they give and receive. So you know this is a referendum that's actually going to affect everyone. But I I, I mean I certainly feel and I, I think and I you know I've said that in terms of the piece of coming out of COVID. But I think there's a greater realization amongst the public. And I mean clearly you know the citizens assembly has always been a really good barometer as to where the public are at, and they overwhelmingly supported this and were really exercised yeah. and passionate about including this in the constitution. You don't think this is a danger that this referendum actually could be lost because even though like the vast majority of people would obviously agree with repealing this particular amendment. But because of the, the potential complicating factors that we have debated here, the people might say, you know what, I'm going to vote no on this. Well, you know, no referendums are certain. But as I said, the Citizens' Assembly has, you know, has stood us well in the past in terms of saying this is where public thinking are at. And we certainly know from the national, you know, over our 190 members that Women are very exercised about this. But I also think, and there's an important bit we haven't said, and that's about men, that this is also about saying that men are in a different place in Irish society now. And men also see themselves in that role of, of caring and want to see greater things like fathers leave. So there's an important piece in that in terms of bringing us in to a place in our society where we are now and also where we want to go in relation to care. Okay, Orla, just before I let you go, you, you wouldn't have seen this story uh, this morning, uh, but uh, in the UK... Uh, uh, staff in the National Health Service, the NHS, has demanded that the service reinstate the word woman uh, in its cancer and pregnancy uh, services. I was just curious, reading the story, is that an issue um, Is that an issue in Ireland? Is, is, is that a problem in Ireland? Is it something the uh, Women's Council has a take on? Yes, I mean, I mean, there was a previous. Um, I'm just trying to remember. I think is it two years ago now where that, that similar yeah, sorry, conversation was in Ireland. I'm on you a little bit. No, no, it's okay. I, I haven't seen the story in the UK, but just I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with the issue, and and as I said, it was. Um, it, it came up in the Irish context and, and the Women's Council is very clear and so also are the transgender organisations in Ireland. And what we say is it's important to use inclusive language. So, yes, of course, you need to 
use the word women, and particularly in terms of public health information with regard to health issues that affect women, but you need to say women and people with. So, for example, in Ireland, when we were talking about the cancer services, you know, that's the language that's been included in, in the document. So if it's, you know, women and people who are pregnant, women and people with the cervix. So it's, it's inclusive language. But of course, you include the word women. And we're very clear on that. Orla O'Connor, uh, Director of the National Women's Council. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast uh, this morning. Let us know uh, what you think. 5216 at a cost of 30 cent. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.